It's like playing the national anthem before a baseball right. game. Are you rolling? Yeah. Okay. It just feels right. It's like we're in a pub. <laughs> we're not supposed to be. Six feet apart. Wait, there's a group of monks humming. I was in an outside pub in, there's San, kids in here? San Clemente. They're doing a great job harmonizing, not being close together. Hey, pass me the beer. <laughs> pass me a pint there. I'll... Did I get fat during quarantine, honey? Oh, you were never really skinny. Time of death. 4, 25, 20, 11, 23 p.m. Cause of death. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Bros, Bibles, and Beer podcast. This is a BBB pod. This is Jeff. I'm here with, of course, always seven feet two playing center tonight, Zach Crater. Hey, Zach. Man, thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for having me. I, I just feel like I'm dodging the social distance warriors wherever I go, and uh, well, let's do this podcast right now. Social right. distance warriors. And there he is. That's right. He's back, back again. <laughs> you and said that he's like back. Is that a song? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's Andy McCraw. Andy, any uh, wisdom this me- this evening? Uh, yes. My wisdom, well, no, it's more of an observation. I recognize that during this time, because I drive so little, I am a terrible driver now. <laughs> like, I kind of forget that I'm driving while I'm driving. And There's a noticeable difference. It's noticeably different. And the you only, the only upside, honestly, the only upside is that what? there's so few people on the road. <laughs> like I, yeah. I ha- oh, hit, right. had to hit the brakes in the middle of a red light, in the middle of an intersection, the red light that I blew through. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, driving's <laughs> a thing. Gotta keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's noticeable. So upside to that is um, no one's on the road to, for me to run into. Except for pedestrians in residential areas. Oh, my gosh. I, I noticed that uh, because my my job, praise Jesus, I'm still able to work. Just want to thank the maker. Um, it's essential to get chlorine into people's water. Yeah. I inject it straight into the water. <laughs> <laughs> but... So many, if you are on your phone in a residential area, which I never was before, but if I was while you're driving, you're in trouble because everyone's out walking. So watch out for those people. And I have noticed a decrease in the ability of people to drive. Um, I, I'll piggyback on what you said, Andy, and apply it to myself a little bit. But in addition to that, when, when the quarantine first started happening, 
I feel like there were teenagers that their brains were like, I'm driving in the middle of a school day. What, what is happening right now? And there was a couple times where I almost got take, taken out. Oh, I, mean, I would have been okay because I drive just such a massive truck. I'm compensating for something. But carry on. <laughs> where were we? Uh, there was something I was talking about earlier before we even started. Now I totally forgot what the heck I was talking about. Well, I'm just wondering if you were sitting there like reconsidering the fact that you let me test drive your new car given the, the state of my driving condition uh well the good thing is it has autopilot it so. corrects your driving <laughs> uh tesla Corona's mo- corona mode go i feel like we should mention that who's not well so andy's contract got renewed for another episode right and <laughs> and it's smart it's smart to just go one episode one season at a time take your million and just you know if you can survive the podcast all hour and 26 minutes if scott's here it's an hour and 90 minutes no such thing but it's really you know it's extended but scott's not here so this is a good season this is a coincidence good, or not this is a good podcast to actually <laughs> renegotiate <laughs> no pun intended playing it by ear oh man we i just got a behind the scenes little housekeeping the amount of problems we've had trying to do this remotely has been absolutely atrocious. That's and an so, understatement. So Scott wasn't able to get down here from his palatial um, trailer estate, and he said he could he could call in or something, and we're just like, no. So we love you, Scott, <laughs> but we're so... And it's not even him. It's just been no. a, a whole mix of different issues. We don't even want to deal with the three of us here and trying to remote him in. So we miss you, buddy. Yeah, but he'll never listen to this, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. This is the, no, I guess we know what the name of this episode is, Tree Falls in the Forest. (laughs) Okay. Good, because I'm running out of coronavirus puns. (laughs) I do, so I picked up some uh, Golden Road Woof Among Weeds IPA before I. I'm sorry, what? What is it among the weeds? Is it? Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say before? Wolf. That, so, that's what that's what, what the, is, that's what a doggy says. <laughs> yeah. One is W O O F. Just imagining a, a a speech bubble cartoon above a wolf that's howling and it's saying wolf. Boy, I really thought I, I had my story of community shamed down at pavilions, <laughs> <laughs> but this is worse. Is that that? How do you spell uh, wolf? Wolf. <laughs> Okay. To, yeah, to really nail the enunciation, you got to throw up in the back of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never All thought right, of it Jeff, that way. Continue. Okay, before I came over, you yeah, wolf I gr- among yeah, I got the I got the beer, but I went to went to pavilions down the street. Wait, do you play golf or golf? Oh. I play golf, eh, okay? <laughs> All right, golf, golf, <laughs> golf, golf. Go- uh, forget it. Uh, yeah, I went down there and I noticed everybody was walking in with their masks on and I don't have a mask. I haven't worn a mask. I've never owned a mask, um, except when I go skiing. And um, I... But definitely no helmet. I see that... Okay, <laughs> <laughs> forget it. Uh, the, the There was signs out front. I'm like, okay, I'm going into a serious, serious place. I'm probably... I have this weird feeling that someone's going to point me out or tell me, you know, hey, shamed. Can't shop here. Yeah. I, I already talked to a friend today. He said Rouse turned them away. And Really? Yeah, she's like, I'm not wearing a mask. 
I'm in the health industry. This I got is, turned away. She's all, this is BS. I'm, oh, I'm not. And I'm like, whoa, so there's a serious, a serious fight going on. Uh, anyway, I walk in and I have this feeling that I've really never felt before where I'm like, I am not a part of my own community here. I am not. Oh, you felt, you felt like an outsider. I, 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 at times I put my head down and just like, I'm barreling through, find, find the beer. And I found the beer and I'm not joking. Ever, when I went down the aisle, I thought, okay, I had this guilty feeling already. And I hear over the intercom inside pavilions. Wait, you experienced guilt? Hold on. Late forties, white man, aisle seven. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. <laughs> no, Jeff. it's all service desk two zero zero. I'm like, oh man, I bet that's like. That's their code for yeah. sweatpants in public. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no mask, no mask, man, no mask. Uh, Service desk two zero zero. I want to see people taking it to the the other extreme, which is like like full on like Halloween mask, like the entire like the whole head is covered, <laughs> like like monster masks. Wait a second, I <laughs> driving up here, and I'll finish with story in a second. Uh, we're driving up here after I left there. There's two people with. Uh, what are the like? What are the torch? Uh, you know the tiki torches. No, no, no. You know the people who work with torches and doing soldering and stuff. But they wear oh uh, welders masks. These two people had welders nice. masks on. F- driver, passenger, driving the opposite way. I <laughs> look like probably not uh, welding what? in the moment. What? Not likely, <laughs> <What>? right? <laughs> I'm A laughing. Guess. <laughs> I'm laughing in my car. To st- I'm maybe talking but... out loud. Like, what is going on? Wait, wait you can't see though. How okay, did... it wasn't. It wasn't the. Okay, it wasn't the welder's mess. It was the clear mess with the blue strap. Kind of probably when you're doing like sanding or something like that. So not the not the big metal welder's mess. Oh oh oh! Like you know just the safety the safety mask. Right, but the big old fat safety glass. Not like not like goggles, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that those, covers the whole face. Yeah. And I'm like, what? The blast it's, shield. They're on. They're in their car. They're in their own car. Anyway, back to the pavilions. I get up to the front, and uh, I put my beer down. I look at the lady. There was somebody that she was still helping, and she's like, "Be with you in a second. And I'm like, "Hey," and I'm like, "I just need to be jovial. I just need to be myself. I need to not let yeah. like that my the feel of this place kind of nothing to see here. Yeah." And I, I get up there and she's like, hey, have you been to the beach? And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we were there yesterday. I just, you know, um, like to run down there. And she's like, isn't it great? I'm like, and she's got the mask on. Everybody's got the mask on. But what she's doing is she's either just being herself. Yeah. Or she's seeing. She's identifying with you. She's seeing me and she's like. She's Bre- seeing you for you. Hello, breath of fresh air. Oh, this guy. <laughs> I felt so good. So Pavilions Lady Worker, <laughs> thank you. Um, shout out to Pavilions. I felt accepted. Like I'm not an outsider for the first time in your life. Wow, you are just like any other minority now. I mean, that's <laughs> like you're the you same. Really, you identify. You are the same. <laughs> it's exact. It's exactly the same. And in case anybody missed it, Jeff. Jeff has been on a single hand. Well, it's not so single handed, but he's been on a crusade to grassroots get every get people to touch strangers in public on social media. And so, oh, right. yeah, but that that's that's kind of cooled off. That the mask thing is is uh, is real. I was turned away from a Albertsons oh. in, in the area. 
and for not having a mask. And the last time I went to Costco, uh, there was no sign saying mask required, but I saw two other people that didn't have masks on in Costco. And so, and there wasn't, I didn't notice a lot of looks, but there's, it's just a mixed bag of suspicion. Um, back when people weren't wearing as many masks, I would notice people holding breath. Like if you were like, if you were forced to close the gap, like in an aisle, right. I would, you could tell people were holding their breath until they were past me. And maybe that's an indicator of something else, but, uh, I feel like I have decent tooth hygiene. I mean, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) stupid, just a little bit of sarcasm. I'm sure Jesus would probably hold his breath going by everybody and keep, stay away from them. Don't touch them. Probably go out in the desert for as long as he could until the people left planet earth. Probably. Yeah. But moving on. Yeah. Moving on. It is, uh, I, I, I have heard of people driving by, uh, family members that are standing and talking and rolling down windows and saying, you are killing me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And it's not like the mattress guy's like, you're killing me, Larry. <laughs> 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 they mean quite literally. It'd be great if... <laughs> and that brings us to our sponsor, everybody. We'd just like to thank... Larry's Mattress Bar. <laughs> you're killing me, Larry. <laughs> oh, yeah, mattress is free. Oh, What's like- the other sofa guy? I won't be beat. I don't remember his name, but that's... I think it's maybe the same dude. This is a no, great, great no. impression. No. <laughs> Tiny Tim? Uh, hey, wait, wait. Alexa, look up. I won't be beat. Hopefully somebody will get back to that if their beat. phone... Uh, Every underweight sixth grader ever. <laughs> that brings us to it's Child Abuse Prevention Month. Hey, All right. I didn't... St- I didn't start drinking this when we started the podcast, but I'm out. So can I get another beer? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't need you don't need any reason wait, for having more wait, beer. Did you want the woof or the wolf? <laughs> can I get the oh? He's a wolf. He's a hakaloogie. I the wolf. Hey, speaking of a hey, Michigana, I started watching Unorthodox. Ooh. I think you meant you were the one who mentioned that was it. featured on the segment a few episodes ago okay. on what we're consuming. Go ahead. I, I just, Do you want to save it? Save it for the end. No, no, we no. talk about what we're consuming. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Just say a couple words. Put a pin in that in your in your brain. I'll forget about it. No, you'll remind we'll me. Remind you. That's a little unorthodox. All right. What do we got, Jeff? What do you want to talk about? Uh, what do I want to talk about? What do you guys want to talk? Look about? Look at the rundown. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I know we were gonna we we were kicking it around that Americans were are losing a grip on on their faith. Uh, just the idea that less people are is it less people are faithful or less people believe in what the Bible is or, or what it means or how to follow God, how to follow Jesus. Like, is there is it that the things have been loosened up? And it's like, I'm kind of going to make the Bible what I want to make it. Or is it, there are people that are just not aspiring to be followers of Christ. Like in general or, or as, as a result of the current situation or in, um, just in general, I I think in general. And if it's applicable to, I think it's in general, right. I mean, what this in regards you're to referencing the, a Barna study, right? That is probably more generally applicable. And 
it's too bad Scott's not here. So if I say anything that you think Scott would hold my feet to the fire, you guys, you have my permission to engage your inner Scott. <laughs> the, <laughs> Thanks, Scott. But oh, the opening of this article uh, from the Christian Post says, a part of an ongoing release of research about the worldviews of Americans, new data show that just over half hold a biblically informed view of God a 22% drop from 30 years ago. Um, and why I love this, anything that says it's biblical or I just like biblical values or we base our st- stuff on the Bible, it always triggers me. Not negatively, I don't freak I'm not like offended, although there was a period of time where that would, I would be offended because it was tied so personally to my deconstruction at the time. But, you guys want to take a minute? What does a biblical view of God mean to you? Oh my gosh. No, I don't know a, what to believe. <laughs> that's a, what is a biblical view? I mean, I don't know if I need to put biblical view of God in front of that. Because the assumption in that statement is that the Bible has a view of God to portray. Sure. And that is what God is like. And that maybe that's maybe that's what you think of when you hear what is a biblical view of God. Maybe you have an idea of like, oh yeah, the Bible talks about God, and that's the way God is. And but where I come from, it is like the Bible has a lot of different views of God. It's that's my personal heresy, my own personal heresy. Andy, um, I think that. I didn't even think about asking this question until yeah, no, just no, no, no. now. This is so sorry. Guys. Well, now we have this to be real and authentic. This is good. <laughs> uh, seriously, the Bible definitely informs my view of God, and we kind of talked about it a couple episodes ago. But I think, I think it's what I'm what I'm able to gain from the Bible is definitely one, the general character of God, and. Um, and his relationship to humanity, his relationship to humanity in general, to, to his creation. Um, so there's there's some general pieces there. And then um, on the more personal level, like being able to get, uh, like Jesus is, is probably the, 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 the <laughs> I, I mix this up in my head. If this is something that I said when I was a kid, or if this is just something that someone else told me that a kid said, but, um, but the response, I'm, I'm going to say it was me as a kid. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, um, own this one. Attribu- I believe you. you attribution look- me okay. of like praying and praying with my parents and, and kind of just feeling a little bit disconnected and, and it was praying about something that like I needed help with. And at the end of it, I kind of went, yeah, but <clears throat> Like I kind of need someone with skin on, you know, <laughs> like, like the, the concept of hey, God, mom and dad, I need a skin suit on God. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Jesus. And Jesus is God with skin God on skin suit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Scott would be so uh, uncomfortable right now. I'm uh, uncomfortable, but <laughs> I'm trying to delete my picture in my head. What was happening? But, what's, who's who's dressing who with skin? <laughs> The the idea is that uh, it's tough to have this like ambiguous amorphous like 
no shape of of God as the ether somewhere far, far away versus um, God as a man in the person of Jesus walking amongst us doing those things. Mm-hmm. And so the, that is, that is the, the connection that I think that I draw that definitely helps invo- inform my view of who God is. And then at the end of the day too, we can't discount, we all have personal experience, right? Like the, those are the, those, that is yet one more filter by how I view who God is and how I see him in relation to me and to the world. That's really good. Do you have something else? <laughs> well, I yes. What about my biblical view of God, Zach? That's, that, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm not moving on. I'm, I'm asking you, Jeff. What what, what is your view? <laughs> well, well, thank, uh, 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 <laughs> well, thank you, Zach. Let me get my prepared statement out. Just get the drop that says blasphemy, blasphemy <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. Just get that one ready. It's not there. Okay. Oh no. Well, that is blasphemy. <laughs> I I think my biblical view of God takes out biblical view of God and just says, what do I believe or who do I believe God is? And it's overwhelming to think about who God is, the creator of all and always present and walking through your life next to you in spirit or with you or in you and and those those thoughts are the thought that that's my belief of who God is is affirming in that I, I can't if I just keep going I can't I cannot fail my God um because like a good father, he just continues to pick you up and, and tell you to, you know, brush yourself off and keep going. And I had, you know, I have moments during my life, especially recently, um, my mom found out she had cancer and I thought, um, I had just at this moment, she was actually over and I went in the backyard and I was just weeping. I mean, nobody knew, but I was, I was writing like, you know, what I thought of my mom and, and and also just mention my grandmother like i've seen god on this i've seen god through two people and one is my mom and one is is my grandmother her mom and they're just i'll never and i know i've said it before at some point that my grandmother was sitting on her deathbed with a smile on her face and uh i asked her if she was okay and she just so serenely put it i'm i'm good i know where i'm going and it's as if god was just resting or she was resting with god and and so at peace and and f- always full of life um and she passed it on to my mom and my mom is the same type of person and so while we see I think we all see God in moments or in people. Um, I've been fortunate enough to see it in uh, my family and my extended family. And, and so that's a, that's good affirmation for me because those, those seeds by my grandma were planted uh, many years ago before 
I was a believer. And so, um, you know, my, my understanding of God is, is God is good. And, and sometimes it's not good for me because I might feel shame or guilt, but I know that if I can refocus on God, then everything will be just fine. I'm done. I'm done. That sounded authentic, <laughs> Jeff. That's, yeah, it it is. It is. It, it feels good to talk about good people who live good lives and represent God so well. Um, and people with faults and mistakes and and still they just they you see them not stop. You see mm. them not stop in who like they just get back up <clears throat> and they keep on going. What do you what what would your grandmother's answer to that question be of how what informs her view of God or informed her view of God? And she would start with first of all it's pronounced wolf. <laughs> I don't I don't I honestly don't know I don't know what my grand I never I feel I feel like I missed out on a mm-hmm. wealth of God's love. It's as if in that moment, God was moving um, through my grandmother to me in in like what my grandmother would have said, uh, or uh, the answer to that question is as if I got this just tidal wave of peace and tranquility and love and 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 rest and. Don't look to tomorrow. Yeah. Can we experience levels of God's love? Like I'm kind of responding to what you said there. And if so, like different levels of God's love. And if so, what causes that? I would, I would say there's something in our spirit that, that is our like not good. That's good. Like, in terms of like what we feel, like I mentioned shame or guilt, like there are times where I've, I've looked at things and I'm like, I should not be indulging in this. And I feel freaking horrible right now. And yeah, it was the Taylor Swift documentary. I don't know why you God were darn it. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> You're much too old for that. Jeff. <laughs> Uter me in this. <laughs> <laughs> that was appropriate. No, that there's there's that there's the man. I'm I, I'm punishing myself because I know. I mean, that's it, also a euphemism for the action you take this, when you look at things inappropriately, <laughs> Jeff. So this, you might want to pick a different phrase. So I you, don't know what I like, said. Like we kind of self-select. We that's where we it's, feel. It's, it's up to us to as to how much of God's love we, I mean, we choose to accept or engage in or receive, right? Like God's saying, this path is going to hurt. This path is going to hurt. It's you're going down a path that my son would not go down. Yeah, well, I think that's a built-in, it's like a built-in judgment sin, whatever the sin is, has varying degrees of built-in judgment, and those degrees are only felt based on your ability to see them or your conscience or... uh, 
but conscience every, like is not it, everybody feels the same thing the same way um so that's tricky but i think there there is a natural consequence to things that you know or whoever knows whatever they're doing that they know they shouldn't be doing that's kind of built in and and that probably veils experiencing the true love of God, like however you define that, that's a whole other conversation. I'm proud of myself for not saying a whole nother. Nother. But there's a belief, and it depends on what you believe. Like right. you could be an Orthodox Jew, you could be single, you could be a single uh, male and Christian, you could be married, you could be married and Christian, or you could identify or, as a wolf, <laughs> you or it, a wolf. You could say. Yeah. You could say Whatever. like. Conscious could be analogous to a spirit of, you know, that Conviction. Holy Spirit. And so how you, like, if you just like... Remind me to talk is, about the Holy Spirit in a minute. If this is my world, like, this is my world, like, there's mo- people moving forward, and there have been plenty of times where I've just been moving forward, like, this is, this is my world, whether it's greed or lust or whatever it might be, it's like... and. And it didn't, at the time, it didn't matter because I didn't believe. Has there ever been a situation where you thought that, like, as you're going into the situation, whatever you're doing, and you're charging ahead, because you're an emotional guy and you're passionate, when you're charging ahead, has, has there been a situation where you look back and hindsight, it's like, oh, I thought it was all God, but maybe it was a lot of you? Never. And in the moment while starting whatever that might have been with i mean there are plenty of things where what you're describing is true i already know as i'm moving into it the moment i move into it i'm like this is not this is not this is not good where are we going and what's this handbasket <laughs> hell in a handbasket that's oh. a reference timely reference timely. continue jeff well, so so it sounds like your answer to that would be it's it's up to us to God's love is there in its like infinite state and it's however much we want to engage with it or receive it or yeah I like a, I like a lot of that I like that idea of the the constant state of just pure love always accessible but depending on our uh position in life or our experience or the lenses we're looking through that can all that all veils and cuts and uh, doesn't cut through it it all veils and kind of mutes just the ability to experience pure love and so roundabout way to answer Andy's question I think there are levels I don't know how to grade them but there are moments where you you can you're closer to that unveiled experience of pure acceptance this is not about Mm. relativism or it doesn't matter what you do but it's about recognizing how that you as a individual belong more than you will ever know and uh you are acceptable no matter uh you're acceptable more than you'll ever know and with that knowledge when you experience that at least personally for me when there's been like little fits and spurts to say that, I don't know why I said that. That's gross sounding. Farts and feet. <laughs> but, uh, 
when 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 I get glimpses of that, the the reaction isn't. It doesn't matter what you do, or it doesn't matter what I'm doing. The reaction is more like, oh, a new frame of looking at my family, at people outside of me, and how I have been judging people and how I need to change the way I look at people, uh, which is interesting. So I, 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 I don't know how to quantify it, but I am down with the idea that there are levels to God's love that we experience. And I think it, I don't think it changes. I don't think, and actually this ties into a biblical view of God for me, because I don't think it's a change of God. I think it's a change of where we're at and our perspective, because I, I don't think God changes. I don't think God's mind. I, I agree. And this is where Scott would bring up examples of God's mind being written down as being changed. I mean, crap, people <clears throat> bargained with God in the Bible and God changed his mind. Anthropomorphism though. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so the idea that I just said, but, and then, yeah, that's terrible. I'm sorry. The interviewer that said, please work on your speech patterns, not the interview, the <laughs> reviewer. Praise and first, continue. Okay. Sorry. We'll edit that out. <laughs> so let me start with this, oh. but that was really gross. Oh my gosh. gosh. Why would you do that? Why would you lip smack mm. when I'm about to like seal the deal? Okay. We're going to get a ram at home okay, right now. Okay. We're going to edit that out as well. <laughs> Biblical view of God. And similar to Andy, the idea of Jesus, God's skin suit. Maybe that's the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, semicolon, God's skin suit. I don't hate that. (laughs) Anyway. I got you. I got you. I can see it on your face. Jeff Jeff hates it. My my face is because I can't get the West world out of my head because it's like, I just, I'm like, no. I haven't started season three, but I did hear people on a podcast that I generally trust talking about how it's a little bit of a mess, like more of a mess than season two, which is disappointing. Lindsay and I realized we didn't watch season two. I I stopped watching it. Season one was absolutely incredible. Season two, it's like, okay, I think you guys forgot what you were doing, but yeah. I am I want you to write the ship, and then it sounds yeah. like season three is like, which is weird for HBO. So just a quick side note review of Westworld, uh, middle of season three, uh, I've shut it off. Uh, oh, Andy yeah. didn't okay. watch second. I, I, yeah, uh, thought, I'm, thought I'm, we had watched yeah. second season. Started to watch the third season. We're like, who are those people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. So anyway. We go back one seat. We go back to like the last episode of season two. We're like, nope. Quick check. <laughs> go back two more episodes. Nope. Uh, <laughs> did we not watch all of season two? So just so everybody knows, this is a tangent, not a segue. Yes. That was skin suits. Westworld. Watch and it. Don't we're back, back in three, two, one. Zach. Okay. Biblical view of God, the idea of Jesus, to me, the culminating moment when you see Jesus on the cross and he forgives the people that are killing him, that's, to me, that's the ultimate, uh, the ultimate, uh, that is self-sacrificial love and agape, that is agape love. No matter what Scott might try to get around, that was a (laughs) weird situation where I, I have no idea... Whatever, we'll leave that aside. But to me, agape love is is dying to yourself, literally, and dying even unto death. 
uh, you'll you'll give your life. You no, know, th- something I didn't say a couple episodes ago when when we talked about that was the verse that says, "No greater love is this than one man lays life down for another," and uh, that that is God, and I think that's God unchanging, and that's yeah. God eternal. That's the Christ, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world, as as it says in Revelation. So to me, that's biblical view of God, but. I will say that growing up, I didn't realize that God that the Bible has so many views of God that don't all match up if you're paying attention, in my opinion, and so that needs to be sifted through. And so, if you think that the Bible is a, is one template, universal for how you live your life, you're gonna have a big problem with what I just said. Well, yeah, because there's different types of writing in the Bible. There's narrative, yeah. and there's historical, and there's poetic, and so. You're, you're right. You can't just go, well, it says it this here, and it says that there, and it says that there. And that's, yeah. it all works every... Which is my spot. trigger, the, the, we, oh... Bible I'm, says it, I believe it, that settles it. Kind of. Bumper oh, stickery. Kind of, or, um, you know, we just have a, I love that our organization has a biblical view of marriage. And I'm not opening that can of worms to discuss right now because it wasn't on the rundown that we printed out. Why are you looking at Ricky me? Ricky has seven wives. <laughs> <laughs> but when Which it comes, part of the Bible? When it comes to marriage, it would surprise a lot of Christians that there is not a clean, when it comes to sex and marriage, I'll just say, there's not a clean biblical perspective that you can... Oh, let's flip to the biblical perspective on this. It's not that easy. Derek I wish it was. Worked, Derek worked real hard in the warehouse for a while, but then he got married to the wrong lady. <laughs> and he had to work in that warehouse again. And then he got married to the right lady. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> Bless Derek's heart. <laughs> oh, my God. So, sorry. Am I, are you, no, I, are, I think that was uh, a so, good... But I, I will say this, though. There was one piece that you... When you described Jesus forgiving... Um, the people who were killing him. I think that's a good way to illustrate. It's not illustration. It's quite literally demonstrating that there. it's up to us to engage with, to receive and encounter God's love that it's there. So he didn't, He it wasn't conditional. It wasn't like, well, I'm going to wait for them to respond first. Mm-hmm. And, or sorry, I guess you don't, you don't respond first. You respond second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait for them to initiate and say that they were sorry, and then yeah. I will forgive them. But he, like his love is extended, yeah, and and it's and it's up to others. It's up to us to respond to it, yeah. which means it's it is always there. And I guess again, it comes back to like, so is it? I, I can meet you at the front door and start there, and then work. I stand at the door and knock, and work all the way to the backyard. Yeah. That's where all the good stuff happens. <laughs> I don't. I, I, my it fell apart. <laughs> it kind of fell apart a little bit. Anyway, Jeff. that's good. So, so this was um, about a week ago. Um, past my pastor, our pastor, sent out a just a message. So probably, Jeff. probably leading into sun, this last Sunday, which I I haven't listened to yet. Oh, that would be good for the thing you're about to complain about. <laughs> um, it's it's not a complaint. Okay. But it was. It's a critique. Continue, Jeff. But I looked at the picture and I went, "Ow, oh, oh, not the pastor too," and it was the 
street sign and you know where it would say stop whatever but it or, or directions like hey sydney's this way uh you know new zealand's that way but it's a like good best better and it's this picture of like there's good um there's better and there's best and it it has the title how to determine what is best and it starts off this is and i'm not going to read I'll read 10% of it. This is my prayer that your love may, and this is related to really what we're talking about, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best. Philippians 1, verse 9 and 10. And I thought, yes, you know, our, our love, just let our love overflow with more knowledge and full insight. And at the very end, and I'm reading it, I'm like, I love this. I love reading, you know, what our pastor has to say and his wisdom on things. You know that's from the Bible, right? (laughs) But, no, I'm talking about as I went through his entire message, which I'm not going to read it all. was the correct response from Jeff. (laughs) Continue, Jeff. (laughs) So, so, so he he summarizes, and this is what got me, and I'll get to my point. So when we are given a choice between what's better for us and what's better for others, Christians ask what love would do. And I kind of do that myself. Like, what would Jesus do? Then we do that. Not because the governor said so. Because Jesus did. Because Paul did. Because that's what love does. And that's where it ends. And I don't know why in the moment it irked me so much that after such a well-done message, I got to the end and was er- was irked by the fact that the word governor was mentioned. And that, that I don't know why that upset me, but... Because you're frustrated with idea. the response. I have an idea, and let me bounce it off, and you tell me if this is why please. you were reacting that way. please. Because I've gotten over it, but please go ahead. Is it is it because is it centered around the idea of of what actually is the best thing to do? Because it it that that assumes a position and a perspective that says doing X is the best thing to do. And internally, do you have conflict on is that the best thing to do? To- totally. I felt like it there was it detracted from like in what Paul says, what Jesus does, what Jesus would do, what love is. It it's I get it, and it, it is difficult because you feel like you're you're put in a position to make a decision. These people are those people. Right? Like people who may be who who may be um a higher likelihood to contract a a disease or people who have an a livelihood to upkeep right and you're you're kind of forced into this it's like a sophie's choice scenario like which which one are you supposed to choose uh, yes and i don't like i like the idea of there is no I mean, this isn't a kid's perspective. There is no fear. Like I realize we, we, there are things that we fear, but we get out of that fear by resting in God's love. Not that 
the feeling might not go away. Like if you, if things are falling apart, especially right now, um, and people don't, they cannot provide and things are falling apart at the seams and that's hurting your relationship and that's hurting your ability to parent well and love well. And, and, and there's some serious hurt and pain there. And, and you know that people are frustrated. Well, that's very different. It's like, how do you show, I guess people might say, people who might be in those situations might not say anything. They just might continue loving well and you wouldn't know any different. And the, like the, the, the prize, the, his, you know, in heaven, like I'm going to continue to show God's love in all of this, no matter what, because this is such a small drop in the bucket. And really I'm here because of my God who created me and I'm to live out a life that is extraordinary. And when we have circumstances like this, literally I look at my mom and I'm like, extraordinary. Sure. Like you, you, the peace in extraordinary times when death is facing, is, you know, facing you and you just keep, you just keep smiling and keep loving and, and keep laughing and, and don't look back. Well, I think it's hard. I think it's hard because, Again, we're we may feel like we're put in a position to choose who we're going to love because one they seem it seems incompatible in the mo- at the moment, right? So if you if you take the idea that um, well, is it is it health or economy, right? Right, right. Like. Uh, Those are the two choices. They they feel like they're incompatible right now, and and I'm I have to select one, and so and on social media, it's like you you either care about money or you care about saving lives, and the reality is that's no, bullshit. Totally, yeah. it, it is, and that's that like you, you people don't like it, but it takes money to live. It does, and especially right. when there's there's potential shutdowns of more food processing facilities, yeah. which apparently Trump is commanding to reopen. That's like breaking news as of recording. But but who is hurt the most by the extended lapse are the least of these. Yeah. So I do wonder what that means. How do you how do we take the most broad view like right. of of right. applying God's love in yep. those in those moments. What does that look like? How do you say yes? I can love the person who's at risk, and I can love the person who's got to try to feed their family. How, right. how how do you do that well for both of them? And I and I I feel like you're not the only one. Like a lot of us probably oh, are living in that. Lot. tension. I don't know. There's We're a, all living in that I don't tension. Know there's a good answer because I see I I do see people that we know that have responded some to some of your posts. Right. Jeff, where it's like, if I had their situation, their health problems, it's like, yeah, I get why that person is in the state of like being aghast at what Jeff was doing on social media, which was like trying to encourage people to get out there and see people. But because of how it was framed, that's why they're upset. Maybe plus their experience, not how I'm operating out of their own perspective. Right. Right. So this is the thing that's most personal to me because this represents my life and my perspective. Right. So I'm going to react to it. Whereas if my business is on the fritz or I've lost my job, 
now I'm, I may respond exactly opposite to the same exact post. And it's just a matter of our own personal perspective and right. position in life. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so tough. So your idea of like the, ov- the umbrella, like the, okay, 30,000 foot do you love view. Like all of them. Ha- right. And, and in my moment of I'm, I'm stopping and, and shaking the hands of strangers and smiling and having a conversation like that didn't come with like a rebellious, like, uh, like I said earlier. Four of them died because they injected <laughs> disinfectant <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> After Trump said that, they, well, stop. they all injected okay, it. Stop. Jeff, stop. thank you very much. Stop. Um, I hope there's no eternal hell. <laughs> In my head, I was trying to mix the words injected and disinfectant, and I couldn't get there. I uh, wanted to make it one word. Keep dis- going. Disinjection. Uh, I, I, did the, I did it because I'm like, I literally, like, in my heart of hearts, it was just, what would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't walk away from this. Jesus would do what the Pharisees said don't do. Jesus would love people. He would connect with people. He wouldn't be on the fringe um, just being like, I'm, I'm just over Jesus here. would find a way to piss everyone off. And that, yes. includes, that includes you, Jeff. Yes. Somehow. Well, on the flip Complete, side, yes. Jesus would, Maybe, I don't know. He would also, he would sit. With people in both groups. Right. And he may not solve the problem. Yeah. He may not solve either of their He'd problems. He'd ask a bunch of questions that would piss us all off. <laughs> <laughs> right. But another parable, Jesus? To- okay. <laughs> I've heard it before. No one farms around here. We don't farm. We don't get it. We don't understand the farming thing. Ancient Jesus imported <laughs> yeah, now. Right now. He's like, <laughs> but on if that. If a man has a mustard seed. What's a mustard there's seed? There's a sewer. <laughs> what, like a sewing machine? Those don't even exist anymore. He's throwing seeds. What are seeds? <laughs> I'm assuming that G- Jesus would just pull out his iPhone 11, do a little face recognition, be like, "All right, Pro Max." I get asked, "Pro Max, bitches." <laughs> uh, but but selfies with Jesus. On that note, he would make us reflect. He would he would force us to reflect. Force us in that our spirit would be like, "I have to look at this. I have to dig into why am I doing what I'm doing or." the perspective, the big picture perspective. And that would be, I have been forced to do that because of the feedback I got from colleagues that I work with, with people who are very passionate. It may be in, in danger, maybe have lost people. I don't know. But in there, I, I'm like, am I loving well? Am I being, am I being insensitive? I mean, I had somebody tell me they were shocked, stunned of what I was doing. And I'm like, I did not do this out of like rebellion. I, it, I felt a moment like why, like the other person was received my handshake. They weren't like, oh no, no, that's bad. Um, like it, it was there was some need to want to connect and to be a part of that moment. And in that, I, 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 I look back and I'm like, that was not a, a bad thing. Jesus would not look down and say, shaking someone's hand while on a run in my glorious world in God's glorious world would say that was just an awful thing, or that was a bad thing or a negative thing. It's a good thing. And and the bad that's that people have fear, it's like the hope was that people would see you don't have to fear. And but you know, people were human. So there's this emotion, there's this passion, 
you know, I just it felt like I'm rolling back to And the, everybody's dude. looking through different lenses. Ab- absolutely. Well, just rolling back to the, the last election. I mean, if people are falling into what they believe and they're passionate about it. And I'm like, you know what? I can't win this. But Andy, as you said, looking from like, how do you, do you love well over yeah. all as best you possibly can? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that my... It's going to change depending on who you're with right. or talking to. Right. And I don't, I mean, you cannot like talk someone into believing in, in, yeah. in accepting in Christ. You cannot talk someone into like who knows what they're going through, like their perspective. Unless their intuitions have led them to a place where they're open to it. They're, they're in which you, case, did you even talk them into it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a, they were already there. Ooh, that's a good topic. Ooh, maybe <laughs> oh. Tackle apologies. There's always somebody in somebody's life that can sway them. That can push them. Like, I never, no, 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 no. Like, you go back to the last election. There could have been somebody who was like, I'm I, I'm for Trump. I'm for Trump. And then they brought something up. And they're like, oh, my gosh. That has always been the wise person in my life. I'm going to look. I'm going to take a look at the other side. How many emails were on her server? Who knows? <laughs> God, you're killing. You're killing it. And then in, in this situation, you know, what the, difference maybe that, at this point does it make? That's a terrible Hillary Clinton impression. But that's. What but I saying. am not. No, I know there are certain people that I am not. They're going to be like, oh come on, Jeff. Oh God, this oh, stuff is a regular. It's always pushing the envelope and and, oh, and going the opposite. Oh, just got to go the opposite way every single time. Like it seems like the sheep are always going this way, and I want to go that way. So why can't I shear the sheep while I'm passing by? Another euphemism that's really disgusting, Jeff. Please, <laughs> for, please repent. It should be licking the envelope, not pushing it. By the way, yeah, why is that the be. same? It should be. Yeah, just licking the envelope. Where are they pushing it? Where are they pushing it? Yeah. <laughs> Who pushes an envelope? No Nobody. one pushes an envelope. <laughs> Good God, man. This you is place stupid. it. You place an envelope into someone's hand because it's their birthday or Christmas <laughs> or in the uh, mailbox. Not me. You're when right. I hand something in that I've cared enough to put it in an envelope and put somebody's name on the outside, I'm going to push it on them because <laughs> I need them to know how much effort I put into that handwritten thing. Happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Andy, you are pushing the envelope. Uh, I just uh, set it on the table. You chose to pick it up. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I have a question. Yes. And it's, it takes us back a little bit. That's okay. Cause we, we're... But it's, it's about God. Mm-hmm. So that falls into the Bible, blah, 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 beer. This is good bourbon. It is. It is good bourbon. What are we having? It's just stand. I mean, it, it's good, solid maker's ah, mark. Mer- you know? Maker's mark. It's a little bit oh sweet. Merkers, Merk. Merkers, Merkers. Merkers, This better be a three-hour podcast spliced three ways because uh, you already finished two and you're on to Merk, 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 Merk. American Mark. Listen, guys. <laughs> and, I, and I need to catch up. Um, You know what? Do you need a glass? No, Ooh. I don't. No. I'll take an icy glass. Of, for with, make, for, do you have ice ball? Yeah. An ice ball in a, a nice... For some whiskey mer- glass, Merkers Merk. Yeah, Merk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, you can you lay something down and then go get it, yeah. so Andy and I can kick um, it around. My my question relates to the biblical view of God. Um, but you you guys started talking and that was great. 
So I'm not <laughs> taking away from that. That was great. I'm not going to edit that out. I like that, how you have moments where you need to you affirm did. people. And also when someone says something that you don't I'm believe in, you're like, uh, that you was did. a Scott at Bros Bible Beer. If, if you have I'm a problem with play, him. Yeah, I also kind of take it back a little bit. But keep going. I know. That's my... Hey, we're supposed to... You guys are supposed to like hit my shot caller when All I right. caveat. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that what you did went too long and that you were off. But anyway, so the point is... Continue. <laughs> I'm calling you out. I'm not saying this. That's called passive aggression. And I majored in that. <laughs> Via my personality. Well, uh, you get college. an A plus. Personality college. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the next uh, Pixar film. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, God, there. Thank you for pointing at me. Yes. <laughs> I'm not pointing at anyone in general. I got three fingered pointer at this guy. America's Mark. We like to thank Gold, Golden Road and Maker's uh, Mark for this moment. Thank you. All right. Sorry, continue. everybody. What percentage of God that you, what percentage of your view of God is from experience? And to keep it simple, I'll just do two options or scripture. Is that a trick question? No. And it's based on the Wesleyan quadrilateral. I said that with a slight buzz. Can we answer for each other? Ooh, <laughs> that's even better. All Jeff, right. 110% Dang it, experience. I was going to call Jeff. Uh, 150%. I was just talking quadrilaterals with my fifth grade you know girl what? today. 300%. I take all of your percents. <laughs> no, but the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Quad, God, I nailed it the first time. The Wesleyan quadrilateral. Thank you. Is scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. So those are all the lenses that we come at God. I love that too. Say one more time. One more time. Scripture, Mm -hmm. tradition, Mm -hmm. reason, and experience. And I think there's an an. I think there is a. Nope. I think there is an Episcopalian version that is three, which combines experience and reason, which makes sense. You but, didn't bring any charts. We can't keep that in our heads. But I want to so we'll stick with the four. I'm going to skip. Uh, keep it simple. Tradition or experience? What, oh, what wait, percentage? No, we could do the four. Tradition or experience? That's, okay, that's too simple. But tradition, experience, scripture. I was trying to keep it simple for scripture our and drunk asses, but I like it. Let's tradition, do four. experience. Uh, scripture and reason. I love that. So I currently, do. all this is subject to change based on your current ongoing wrestling with God. That's a caveat. You okay. should shock me. Handmade, <laughs> handmade Zach, will you go get me my glass with the yeah, uh, with ice, ice ball? <laughs> handmade Zach. <laughs> You've been watching that, haven't you, on your Hulu free trial? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, I wish I hadn't because I want to. I want to puke. Uh, and I, fi- it's uh, it is brutal. It's 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 wrong, and I'm there's a little bit that I'm like, okay, shouldn't be watching this. I this to, no, this is oh, like shouldn't be watching it, and I don't like the fact that I feel like a little bit of our society and what's going on right now is like I'm like, are we really are we really watching this right now? There's a little too much control and manipulation in this whole thing. Anyway, well, we should all go home and watch Idiocracy. Continue. Yeah. President Camacho will get my vote in 2020. Dude, Hector Macho Camacho? <laughs> President Camacho. That's his name. That's right. Anyway. Uh, Lots of that stuff has come true, by the way. 
lots, oh, yeah. lots of idiocracy as a movie has come true. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, it just another one of the 500 things I have to watch. Unintentionally. Except turn- for the show that's called Owl My Balls. But that's coming. <laughs> I guarantee it. Unintentionally, they created a future documentary. <laughs> it's the first of its genre. <laughs> so it's never- The Simpsons. Apparently, The Simpsons is nailing Trump. everything. Yeah, they called Trump. They called the trillion dollar coin that we're going to create to pay for everything. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> side note to your side note. My kids uh, discovered that The Simpsons are on uh, Disney Plus and have been watching it every day. Mm. The, so they are making their way through all, I mean, there's 30, 20, there's 30? 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Wow. So they're on their way. Hey, And I'm not stopping them. Better than The Simpsons. Good for Matt Groin. Groin. Yeah. Matt Groin. Matt Groin. 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 So speaking of Hulu, I do. I, wrong. I, I, I downloaded it on my phone yesterday because my son, he's like, he's like, do we have, I got to do uh, Hulu. I'm like, wait, what? What, what do you mean, mean Hulu? do Hulu? I got to get, I got to get Hulu, dad. <laughs> I, need, I need some Hulu for the veins. How old is your son? He's 15. <laughs> oh, he sounds uh, 70, 70. 14, 15, I don't dad, know. Dad, in addition to the disinfectant, I would like to inject Hulu into my veins. <laughs> I'm like, why? And he says, blazing saddles, dad. I'm like, What? what? He's like, oh. my, my buddy said, watch Blazing Saddles. So my kid watched Blazing Saddles last night. I'm Did like, you watch it with him? No. You should have. Oh, you should have. No, but I'm like. You got some splanted to do. <laughs> you got some splanted to do. I'm like, can you, can, you imagine if, can you imagine if they came out with that movie the, the, right now? And he's like, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, so you understand. He's, uh, he, and I heard that kid howling, laughing. From his room, howling like a wolf, and he just he's just <laughs> laughing and enjoying Blazing Saddles, and I'm imagining all of the great. Take me a second, Andy. I'm gr- all the great moments of Blazing Saddles, and I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm I'm glad, and he's like, that's all I want it for, Dad. Just want to watch Blazing Saddles. I'm like, go I for it. I need to man. feel again, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> man, the beat, there's so many good things about that movie, and I I feel like. It would definitely be made in a different way, but we can talk about that at a different time. I want to get then to it the wouldn't percentage. be blazing okay. anymore. So uh, going back to the hey, quadrant, yes, the quadrant, reason, tradition, reason, tradition, scripture, experience. Out of a hundred, Jeff, you can't do. Man, I'm a five point five out of five. Well, yeah. I'm a two point three and then a three point six here. Wait, so what is our scale? Why do I have to go first? I'm going last. Okay. You go first. Yeah, you go you first. You ask the question. You go, well, I haven't thought about it. I thought of the question what? first, so it's Andy first. Uh, uh, I definitely have something in every quadrant. Remember, your contract yeah. for the next episode <laughs> is on the line right now. <laughs> Once again, playing it by ear. Uh, so uh, I will I will move some of my chips into the the reason <laughs> quadrant of, we, we of literally the, need a board game right now of the roulette I'm gonna move it over to the here. listener he's doing this on the table with his hands this is like amazing I have, like, yeah like the claw that i'm moving the forward my my chips on the uh, uh red 21 i'll take reason <laughs> all reason black 21 um cuz i do ascribe to the the statement that all truth is God's truth. I I do like Love that it. statement. I, I like that statement a lot, and and I like that statement when it when it extends to art and when it extends to science and academics and 
philosophy. Or, yeah, I was going to say other philosophies or other religious traditions. When you find truth, it doesn't matter. Well, to me, I would say it doesn't matter the label it takes. Right. It it, it doesn't. Now, um, and I'm, I'm happy to be challenged on that. Um, so, so I have... I'll explain how I feel about the quadrants, and then I may give some percentages there. So there's some there's some chips in that quadrant. Um, I do rely on tradition too, so I don't I don't um, ascribe to what C.S. Lewis calls chronological snobbery, which is simply like oh because this happened in the past, old people they were they were idiots. We're much more advanced now. We know so much more. Although we do have... So C.S. Lewis wasn't saying that's what we should... That's not his position he was taking. He was describing that's what people can do. Well, yeah, I mean... Was he warning against doing that? He was warning against the concept of chronological snobbery, which is basically dismissing things of the past because they were in the past. And and we've grown so much. Yeah. Right. Oh, look at them. Idiots. Um, (laughs) Greatest generation, my ass. Anyway... (laughs) That's Andy McCraw at Rose Bible's Beer. He doesn't actually. That's have another that movie that you can all watch, which is Talladega Nights, and it's a high. It's a recommend from BBB Pod. Signed Zach Crater. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, so so reason, um, tradition. Um, I I hold tradition uh, loosely in that um, the the way that I perceive that is. Um, there are people who are, I think are highly respected over time. Um, St. Augustine, amazing writings. And obviously like we have Paul and, and keep going on. C.S. Lewis. These are people that just because they lived long ago um, doesn't mean they don't have anything, any knowledge, wisdom, or input on today. So there is something to um, uh, tradition that I, that I hold on to as well. Um, Probably less. I'm going to put fewer chips into that quadrant than I would other than maybe even the reason quadrant. Because um, I also, on the reason side, by the way, believe that God has, uh, God's spirit also also applies to our mind and that God um, influences our thoughts and, and our intellect and he designed us and created us. And that is part of the package. And then um, scripture, I kind of already talked about that one a little bit earlier. Which was, you know, understanding. Yeah, you can just give the me view the, of God. You can give me the chips for that one. Yeah, just take just, that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you need you need more for experience. Um, I I think that I try to hold experience even handedly. Um, it's hard to escape your own experience, and at the same time, too, like for me, it comes down to how much can I maintain perspective of. Um, Gosh, I'm feeling so much. I've experienced these things, and at, and in the same breath, I need to I need to understand and and reconcile the fact that someone else could have experienced something completely different, 180 degrees opposite of me, and have a view of God. And so, um, and so, experience is important, but it is not the dominant. It is not the dominant view of. Is this overall? What was your original question? Your understanding of God. My understanding of God. Where do you get it most from, or what? What? Where's the balance? There's probably. 
less. By the way, this might be the best question I've yeah. ever asked on this <laughs> there, podcast. There is, uh, so, so more in the other three quadrants. I think honestly, it's weird. There's probably more in the other three quadrants than there is in experience. And I find that that changes as I get older. I think there's less in experience. Hey, make sure that older. this. Ooh. Make sure that this question. You put this question out online. Put it on the line. Do a poll. I should. Not. Not. No, I, I will. I yeah, will. Thank you. I'll give results. <clears throat> Done. Tag. Zach. <laughs> so again, to recap, um, the, the ranking of the four for you, scripture, tradition, reason, experience. Uh, I'll just put experience as lower and probably an even split between the other three. Uh, no. Uh, experience and maybe tradition are lower, a little bit lower. Tradition are probably on the lowest then experience, and then the other two of scripture and reason probably hang out at the at the upper end. Ooh, I like that. And I also like how you didn't assign specific numbers no, to chips. add up to 100. Who knows how many chips I have? Right. I put five chips here. Right. I, I could be holding 3,000 chips. Also, it's in the bylaws that we don't do math on the show, and I almost violated that by <laughs> encouraging this whole experience, So, or this... Uh, situation experiment it tell me a seven legos and there's four quadrants of spirituality <laughs> where did they go <laughs> i don't know okay my goodness well i will confess to right now i struggle with tradition because i rely tradition pre-deconstruction was tradition and scripture was everything those were like one and the same for me. And when I realized how big of a world and how big God could be beyond those things, uh, it was almost earth shattering to my faith. And so I do harbor some grudges towards tradition. In Is it a real specific, like a narrow view of tradition or is it long? Probably because it's narrow. I realized you gave me two options, and I said probably. That's not a good answer to that. <laughs> so black or white? Uh, yeah. Yes. And um, so for me, tradition was my view of God from the specific tradition I grew up in. And then you realize that when you dig into church history, man, there's a broad swath of how you interpret the Bible, how you view God, what the the humanity of Christ means what, what a, a view of Christology is and how that can vary. I mean, it's, it's, it's like never, it's almost never ending. So that has helped me to, to realize there's a lot tradition has to offer and tradition is not univocal there. It's an omnivocal view of the tradition of God and what it means to follow Jesus, which is really fun uh, if if you can get over the fear of like which w- if you need a right way to go it it can be uh, paralyzing, but you don't need a right way to go. Yeah. You just need to have fun with it and play with it. So that aside, like tradition and and scripture, scripture would definitely be up high and tradition in the past. Now, oh man, I really like reason because I love these ar- I love the arguments of God. I I love still diving into the text and fighting with Scott about things. Uh, and whew, I'm looking at these right now. Oh my gosh, Andy, you did so good. How did you do so well? 
Jeff, by the time I'm done, you better be completely ready for all of this. He already has his answer. Do you have your answer? Mm. 150. All right. So, (laughs) all all experience. All in in experience. experience. (laughs) Okay. Chips slide across the table. So, my experience of God God is there's been enough little moments that I can kind of anchor to, not to make a dogma over what God is, but or what my faith is, but to always anchor that there's something that I've experienced that I can't explain that I need to hold to. And maybe my interpretation of that experience will change, but there was still that experience. And that matters to me in a way that it it wouldn't have mattered to you before when it was all reason or, or scripture, no, all tradition or scripture. So the reason kind of ties into that, to a, a couple of experiences. And so I would say reason is, is, is high, higher. I, I don't know how to do math right at this point. Um, <laughs> thank you to Merker's Merk. Um, reason, tradition, experience, scripture. I would probably put my idea of God. It's fairly balanced. Um, between all uh, across all four with yes but probably 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 how about this what if you didn't what if you what if it was like the question uh, what if it was like one of those tests where you just had to rank them and it didn't matter how close they were like one and four could be 700 points apart but they still have to be one two three four that makes sense yeah one uh, and two could be three points apart then I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go reason. I'm gonna go experience, scripture, tradition. Experience number two, scripture number no. three, tradition number four. No yeah. reason one. Reason yes. Experience. experience experience two, scripture three, and tradition tradition no. four. Yeah, that's what I said. Did you? It's recorded. Uh, we let's can check. prove it. We're gonna check the tape later. Yeah. Folks. <clears throat> uh, okay. I'm right. sorry, Pete. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not gonna caveat that at all. Caveat. I love what I just said. <laughs> 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 Jeff. Jeff. Uh, double exclamation. That's appropriate. <laughs> uh, I, is it okay if we change it a little bit? Because ranking feels easier than percentages. It'll change if you ask me tomorrow. <laughs> so Hold yes. on. Answer it again right now. <laughs> I'm going to frame this in all experience, of course. Uh, I'm not going to let the listeners down. Not gonna let- <laughs> True to the Jeff brand. Yeah. The, Je- I- the Jeff brand is the Holy Spirit brand. Um, one... When you look at tradition, there's there is experience of discipline within tradition. When I think of tradition, I think there's I don't know what experience of discipline is. Uh, no, just when you when I think of of tradition, like in the past, people have experienced tradition, and I'm going to frame this all within experience. So in tradition, when we look at um, lives lived, stories told. These were all experiences. 
um, when we look at scripture, when I when I'm experiencing something, I may think of, I could think or relate it to oh the Last Supper or even sitting here. This experience is is captivating. God, it, it's godly. It's it's there's a moment of uh, this is fellowship. Uh, how dare you steal my moment, Zach? I didn't. <laughs> and. Um, the idea that experience isn't the ever-present, always happening back then and now and in the future, I mean, it just is. There is no, there is no tradition without the experience. There is no reason without the experience. Hold your tongue. I got a question for you Hold in the middle on. of that, because I want to make sure as you go through this definition that we're, we're, we're talking about the same thing. Go ahead. Do you is experience and emotion synonymous in your mind? No, because emotion is something you experience when you're going when you're going through something. Emotions are part of the experience. Correct. But reason is part of the experience. So let me I'm going to give you a uh, th- the thesaurus experience um word fun. That's just stupid. Experience. <laughs> Contact, patience, understanding, involvement, practice, wisdom, training, maturity. Those are all connected to the word experience. And when it comes to uh, reason, we're understanding. When it comes to uh, tradition, there's there's practice. There's wisdom in that. When um, oh, I like this. What was the I'm o- buying it. What was the all other? All right, I'm into it. What was the other? Scripture? You're also putting stuff in every single bucket, but keep going. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> you just applied experience to all the four quadrants. It's pretty impressive. Well, because it is, and that's why it's like, I don't know why why it can't be. Like, I Scott has questioned me, how could your whole belief system be on experience? I'm like... Why would if if God is ever pre- is always present is yeah. always there? Why would experience not be? You struck some gold here. You did. You did find that it is a common thread in all of the quadrants. All of tradition is based What's on ex- people who have ex- right. experienced God. Everything that's written is and, based off and experience. So it's almost like when you look at scripture. If scripture is its own thing, the idol of that is that. You guys. Those people that wrote that did not, did not have an. They don't have their own tradition or experience that they just had like a direct download from God, which is a lie. They were human beings who had their own experiences and traditions, and that's where we get scripture. Are there even so any I'm, quadrants? There's no quadrants. It's one. Big, Jeff, you just blew this. It's shit one up. square, Jeff. You just discovered that it's one square. I'm not even sure if it's a square, but I have goosebumps in the back of my head right now, simply because. You, if, if every single moment that we're living is with God, whether it's it was written or somebody wrote it or it was whatever tradition is, all of those things birthed out of an experience, a moment in time. So there is no, we can put things into you know two categories, four categories, or in a box, but they don't belong in a box because ultimately, like. I started to take experience and connect it with other words like understanding and wisdom yeah. and patience. All, those things then move out into other areas where then it just, it floods 
and saturates everything else. And, and, and that's why it's so difficult. It's, 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 you cannot, Hey, what is God to you? It's overwhelming because it floods everything. It overwhelms your mind. It ties into the idea. As soon as you, you are describing God, you're describing less than God. Like that's because you can't box, because you can't, you can't I box. Know, I know, I know. I get, I get a little frustrated with that. I, I'll be honest, because I'm like, I, I still guess, like trying to. I know, I know, but <laughs> we all yeah, like. I guess we'll, well, in, hit, hit pause. I guess we're done recording this podcast. <laughs> we yeah. can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's no, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> Thank you, and that's true, but that's not what I'm saying. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, but that is a good point, and when you just when you gave the definition of experience and the moment that it was like, Hey, it, it has to do with, uh, a moment that you're encountering in real time. This is my experience. And then also tying it to, uh, the idea that you've, you have historically been through a lot, therefore have gained knowledge and are bringing that into the present from the past, which is a combination of reason and tradition and scripture, honestly, because scripture is a description of experiences. It is. Like, good job, Jeff. Jeez. Way to go. Nice one. Thanks. Uh, you're sitting back, Zach's. This is where I'm trying to construct a poll right now. <laughs> oh, okay. So by the uh, end of this, we can we yeah. can come up with some. I do love feedback. the I do love the question, and I would the opposite. This the, might deserve another episode. The <laughs> opposite of of experience, ignorance, peace, bliss. immaturity, it's inexperience, peace, th- thoughtlessness. Uh, Headiness. Oh, sorry. Headlessness. That's funny. Neglect. Unfamiliarity. The idea of of God and loving people. Um, you know, and and living out a life that like this is this is a life you know worth living, and it's for God, and it's following Christ's footsteps. I mean, is is all about understanding. It's all about wisdom, which is where I catch myself like in my yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, moments that I've had recently, which I never touched social media all that much. And I, I'm like, I, this is my experience. I, I there's, yeah. there's wisdom and there's understanding. Like, do you understand all people? No. Will you ever? Right. No, I do but you don't and nobody will. But can you step back and not make yourself the middle of it and make me the middle of it, make love the middle of it. It's like, that's so hard. You just said make love. Yeah. Not more. And trying to to resolve conflict via social media is maybe the worst formula ever. And I think the last time I decided to like engage in something controversial on social media was, uh, it was during some presidential election. And very so like, it could have been. It could have been. Uh, it wasn't the last one. It was not the last one. But uh, but it was it was <laughs> it was engaging in like d- very public, you know, political discourse. And I remember when you described it, Jeff, of some of your feelings of being away from your phone or being away from social media and like stewing on it. 
mm-hmm. and it, it, it affecting you outside of it. I had that same moment like more than 10 years ago. And, and that's, that led to me like just getting rid of social media mm, entirely right. because I was like, I hate feeling like this. Yeah. I hate, I hate trying to engage in a real conversation and having these like long moments of unresolved conflict. That's very public. Yeah. Right. And right. and then I realized at the end, it was just like, well, I'm going to go Google stuff that supports what I believe and I post it here. And you're going to Google stuff that supports what you believe and yeah. I'm gonna, you're going to post it there. Yeah. And it, and you realize, or for me, I realized that uh, reading The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt, Haidt, depending on who you ask, hurt, uh, was very informative on how people change and people don't change unless their intuition is open to it. And unless they hear an argument that's coming from their intuition, some people even put numbers on it, like 13, they can't accept more than 13% of new information. Otherwise they'll reject it outright. Wait, someone else puts that on them for them or they self-select 13.5% is the amount that I can intake. There's some, yeah, there was some study that showed that a general number of like, if there's more new information that counters their view, that's beyond that percentage that the tendency is just to reject it. Yeah. Um, well, that makes sense. Whatever the actual number is, like that principle is pretty obvious. And I just realized that w- when you're, uh, if you are going online, I'm going to share an article. I'm going to either post a quote that I loved or say a thing that I think people should glean from this. Very generally, you are preaching the choir. And you're going to get love from people who love that. And people who hate it are either not going to respond or they're going to respond as such. And you're not changing anybody's mind. And obviously there's exceptions to that, I'm sure. But generally people, when they come in contact with information that's directly counter to what they believe, they will dig in and believe what they already believe harder. Yeah. So knock it off. That's true. Do you feel like you're a person who tries to actively disconfirm their beliefs? I do. do you, yeah. Wait, I do it, now. Wait, explain. So in this situation. The reverse explain. of that would be, uh, I believe what I believe. and Like proving somebody wrong or, or just proving yourself saying wrong. the op- Proving yourself wrong. Like, hey, I believe these things, but uh, if I'm presented with evidence and great arguments, like mm. uh, feel prove me wrong. Show me that I'm wrong. I like, believe that people... That most people would say, yeah, that's what they believe. But and in reality? Just, but in reality, no, almost nobody. Because we don't realize the biases we have. And it's that, that's, that's probably a really hard place to live. Do you and, think that's a good quality? Um, yeah. It sounds open. Right now, I am drawn to... I will speak from experience right now. Okay. I am drawn to voices so, in media that are not... I'm drawn to voices that will call out bullshit wherever it resides. And so while I consume a lot of everything from all, all side from uh, Fox including Marcus Mark, Mark. Uh, I am drawn to podcasts and stuff that will event. If you listen to them long enough, they will piss you off no matter what your politics are. And I, I like that because I want to keep myself honest. Okay, I got to say, the No Agenda podcast never pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> well, you haven't listened long enough. Yeah, but the 
the point being is I feel like I am fair and reasonable and and passionate and everyone else has that. However, I'm not saying you're not, but but I think a lot of people actually they will can be swayed and go hardcore one way and not see the other side at all. And so as I'm listening to the no agenda and they're talking about, you know, Trump was just, he lambasted and he's lying. And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm a, I am a supporter of the Trump administration. I hope he gets elected for the next four years. And I've given to his campaign now two uh, election cycles here. And I am, I'm okay with freedom of speech and rip into the president. And he's, he's the, if we're not ripping into people and we're not speaking our mind and we're not picketing and, and parading around and rebelling and yep. then it's not yep. America. And I'm okay with, and I'm okay with that when, so yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's a line from this, uh, somewhat obscure Swedish band called Kent but they are phenomenal listeners go look up Kent and look up the album Isola S-O-L-A I'll get to the point they have there's a line at the end of one of their songs where the guy just repeats over and over again I could be wrong and I thought when I heard that first song I think I'm pretty sure I cried because the idea that you can come to terms with, I could be wrong. Like just to that, not that you are wrong, not that like just allow that, like there's humility in that. There is Mm -hmm. acceptance that you don't know everything. And I remember hearing that and just going, oh my gosh, it's so good. And it's like a really powerful part of that song. But anyway. So good. I-S-O-L-A is the name of the album. There's an airplane <laughs> on the front of it. And you should go get it on Spotify. And it's great. And they do their albums in Swedish and English. And I really want to know if the meaning is the same because the words rhyme in yeah. English. And in they, they rhyme in Swedish, which would be weird. <laughs> Ooh, Lisa, do you feel like you would a- answer a poll question right now? No, like right now, like on the mic. If I were to ask you this right now, and this is not an easy question because it make it makes you make a choice that you're uncomfortable with. Everybody, you should I get just, a chair. Everybody, I just want you to know that and right now, Zach's wife Lisa is is standing just inside the garage, holding her breath with a gas mask on, <laughs> and it says, "Get the f away from me." <laughs> you remember that scene when they went to go get ET? Yeah. All right. So freedom. We flesh this out a little bit among the three of us, but uh, I did just ask a poll on at Bros Babbles Beer on Twitter. What best informs your idea of God? Just go with your first thought, because that's the way these polls have to be framed. If you had to pick one that is higher than all the other ones, reason, tradition, experience, and scripture. Make sure she gets on the mic. And you can change. Uh, obviously, this is subject like, to change. Very first. Yeah, what for? Very first came to your mind. Jump on this mic when you're ready. Surprisingly, it was reason. Ooh. 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 Uh, nice. Would have been first, but it was not my first. Wait. Oh. Come back. Come back. Why? I thought scripture would have been my first, but I was surprised that reason was the first thing that came to my head. Why, why was it reason? I don't know. I gotta figure it out. 
think you just sit on my lap for some <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, good thing, thing that Whoa. this is not a video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Do you want to flesh that out for a minute? No, I'm mm. very surprised by my answer, and I have to think about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. I also like it. So we have a communicator in this house, and it's not me. She's like, oh, this is the first thing. I'm like, let me uh, bloviate for five minutes and see what I come up with. I'll send you a text in an hour. <laughs> Ooh, we got a vote for experience on Bros Bowels Beer at Bros Bowels Beer on Twitter. <laughs> uh, currently, what best informs your idea of God? We got. Um, and the vote is from I, Jeff Pearson. Wait a Whoa, second. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a second. Let me be CNN. It's 100% whatever the heck they answered. Uh, clearly, we have a, a few votes since I just posted this. Like, and when I say a few, I. I mean, very. You got to be kidding me! Twelve hundred <laughs> votes already. Twelve hundred forty-three, forty-four, twelve hundred forty-four. Fifty percent scripture, twenty-five percent experience, twenty-five percent reason, and zero tradition. Second tradition. Zero tradition. All right. Well, let's let's Little start to wind do this know. down. Yeah, rebellious let's, Catholics. Let's wind this down. Um, what are you guys consuming right now that you feel like the greater? podcast verse needs to know you stole mine you took it because i gave it to you no you didn't Are you i didn't fight, you, fight fight i said it fight. was on my list did you watch it before i told you no but it was like oh we got to check this out we watched the trailer multiple times and i'll let andy did you break make the news did you make did you watch it after i told you yes <laughs> <laughs> uh no you put it down you can go i'll use my other one go for it you can use it too. No, it's fine. I'm not starting. I asked the question. All so right, all start. right. So it's the middle, middle ditch and Schwartz on Netflix, which is uh, John Ralphio from the character John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, and the dude who plays Richard in uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. And they do. Ralphio it. is always, always like, I'm a womanizer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do a uh, a live improv show in front of an audience, and and it is completely one hundred percent ad hoc. Ask questions of the audience. Tell me a little bit about blah 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 blah, and then they put together an entire show based on whatever they just learned, and. It is so good. It is so funny. Like, I watched it, and I was, I watched it in one of those states where you know, where like you're, it's the middle of the day, and you're gonna try to take a nap because it's Sunday and it's three o'clock, and you're laying in bed, <laughs> and you every your... day these days. <laughs> <laughs> every, day is Sunday. every day is Sunday at three o'clock. Every day is Sunday. Every day is Sunday. It's three o'clock all day. Uh, That's a Jolstein book. <laughs> And and I'm laying with uh, with the phone on my stomach and I'm trying to like start to fall asleep and I can't because I start laughing out loud by myself, which is that is the test. If you laugh out loud, we responded to your question a few episodes ago. What was my question? It was why do we only laugh in front of people? Yeah, and it's harder to laugh by yourself. And so that's 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 the key. If you laugh alone. At something, that's when you know it's really funny. Holy crap, we got to vote for tradition. All right, there it is. <laughs> but <clears throat> what else? And also, and also community. God bless community. Yeah. It's also on Netflix. And that show, 
I think I mentioned it in one of the previous ones, but there's so many episodes. We watched a fr- we after you said that we watched a couple episodes. Spend some time with it's, it. Man. It's when they're doing the park. I don't know. Wait, wait a second. Wrong show. That's Parks and Rec. That's Parks and Rec. Yeah. No, Sorry, we know we have one. No. Also, that's, good. we had too many things on the it's plate. It's good. Too many it's, things on the plate. There, yes, there's two. We are in the golden age of content. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. We are, especially television content. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey, what are you consuming? I hate to admit it, but we are consuming. My wife, somebody told her to watch The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, Christ. You started this like th- two or three weeks ago. How, this, no. How this, far are you this into This was it? not two or three weeks ago. This was like, seems like days ago. No, it was two because two episodes ago, we talked about it. Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. Okay. Well, we seem to, I feel like... We we must have started off slow. And You're trusting your experience too much, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> My job is to remember things. Okay, so <laughs> we I think we watched at least three episodes and finished the second season. Yes, last night, like late last night, one a.m. And um, I'm like, this is I. Tanya's like, do you? Oh, do you want, the kids are going to bed. You want to watch another episode? And I'm like, I, I'm sick of even thinking of that show. Like, I have a, there's just a pit in my stomach that is like, no. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to know. Uh, you, you have uh, to No, do but it. that's what my wife uh, is doing. And I want to experience this with her. I want to, exp- I do want to experience this show. Like wait, that. wait, wait. What do you? What does Tanya like about it? And is there anything that you like about it? She's pissed off. What do you mean? She is like, I cannot believe that. I, I, I would. She's like cussing at the, the oh, kids. She's, are, she's the kids, revved up. We, okay, we have a 1,100 square foot house that we live in. The kids are like five feet away. And she's like F-bombs. Like, fucking kick his, <laughs> kick his face. And I'm like, oh yeah, We just earned an E. Uh, okay, edit that out. Seriously, put a, no beep it. Um, but she is seriously like so pissed. I'm like, oh my God. I'm thinking, okay. So she's she's engrossed in the characters <laughs> totally. in the story. She's like she's, she's fighting. She's like kick him in the balls. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I mean, she, right. like let him have it. Oh, I wish you would just do this. I'm like, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I what's disturbing to me is how closely related yeah. the idea of the, well, not the idea, the situation that we're currently in in society in the world uh, that this is about a a community well it's really about kind of a nation that that broke away and they're using the bible and god as their division like god will take us to where we should be and that's I'm, a really novel concept that's never happened yeah, before right. so and 3 I, months ago would you have been encountering this differently would your response have been different um no in that i kind of look at you know things with I'm like, eh, that's that stuff's going on, um, but this is like okay, uh, they're talking about um, making people feel helpless, taking them and putting them in a position where it's really against their will, and freedoms have been taken away, no right, you have no rights, and you're really the property of the state, and it's kind of communism, and I'm like, this is not, this is not good, so. That's something that we're consuming, and 
Um, outside of that, reluctantly, it sounds like I, sometimes it's know, complicated. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm committed. It's like I've yeah. put I put twelve hundred dollars into the pot so far. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's another three hundred dollars? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it's just. I know there's three seasons, so I'm gonna get home. My wife's gonna be like, hey. Uh, Let's watch a couple more seasons. <laughs> or not a couple more seasons, a couple more episodes. And I will oblige, you know, as I go and get my... You're invested. Yeah, as I go and get my second dinner um, at midnight. Uh, she, So we've been watching that together. Outside of that, I... Yeah, I've been wa- listening to the No Agenda podcast. That's something I've been consuming. I find I find that um, intriguing. I think it's provocative. Um, just Adam Curry, you know, the original MTV host, and and John C. Dvorak. These guys are really smart. They do a lot of hard work um, for the public that wants to listen to their, you know, probably one of the longest running, smartest podcasts in the universe. And they are really good at it. And I've when I I've, I've been running um, recently, and it's been a long time since I've been running. But they um, bring a lot to light and a lot to think about, and and both sides, um, not just like politically, but just both sides. Like they uh, do media deconstruction. Yeah. Oh, so, thank so, you. Yeah. Right. And that is, um, it's nice to hear something that doesn't sound so. Um, glazed over and um there's just like these ahas from them like oh my gosh are you serious and i feel like i'm sitting around with the boys and people are like can you believe this and you just you you just you're in the you're in the middle of a you're in the middle of what we're going through and you're listening to these guys and you're like i appreciate people who kind of bring things into the light and and make a point and it's called no agenda i realize I would say their agenda is really no agenda, but their agenda is to really bring things into the light on both sides. And I say both sides, like red and blue and science and Christian and, and Trump and, you know, coronavirus. I kind of want to talk about the fact that you just said science and Christian opposed to each other, but we'll leave that for another episode. Well, it's I'll all take it in the back end. <laughs> I don't know how that applies. I'm not Andy. sure. It did earlier. I was Who's waiting for it. pressing that button? Next on the BBB, science, Christianity, right. opposed. What are you consuming, Zachary? Well, uh, I will give Andy credit. I did have Middle Ditch and Swar- Schwartz on the, or is it Swartz? Now, what do you? He uh, spells it Swartz. Are you getting a vaccine for that? Um, probably not. Swartz is it? Yeah, Middle Ditch and it is. Spaceballs is on the list. If I'm too. honest, it's probably his Schwartz. I thought, I thought, I thought Schwartz be with you. I yeah. thought somebody was making it. I saw it on her notes. Middle dick, middle tech, middle dick. <laughs> 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 you know, that's exactly what, that was my first reaction. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I will say, Lisa and I had watched the trailer for it a couple times. And it was in the list. It was in the queue. And then Andy texted me. I'm like, okay. I pushed we, you over the top. We got to listen. We got to watch this. Netflix Prime. What is it? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It's Netflix. It's yeah. good. It's- oh, my gosh. It's, I'm so impressed by... You can see on their face. I love how... God dang it. Now of, I got to watch another show. Oh, dude. Of authenticity. Like, th- there's moments in that where they're in, totally making stuff up. And they'll look at the other guy. And it'll be like... Yep. 
I've got nothing right now, but I'm going to go with this, and we'll see what happens. And then something happens. It's great. I've got a secret. Uh, I shouldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Which AKA, is great. AKA, I need to buy some time to think about right. what my secret might be. Right. It's so good. So, that's a great break. From even if you don't like improv, like even if you're not, if you're like, oh man, those guys, I hate well those done. guys in high school. It's super well it's done. It's three three episodes, uh, and there are three different shows of let's start the show and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's so good. I like the chaos. Yeah. And what else did I mention? Something else? Oh, nope. podcast. Uh, Congressional Dish, which is a woman. I'm blanking on her name now, but. It's if you like people that dig into the nitty gritty of stuff and then talk about it always. Um, it's worth looking up. Her latest episode is on the CARES Act, which is the latest stimulus thing, where she read the entire thing. And this is not oh, wow. This is not like I'm gonna read it to you and you're gonna get information. She's dynamic. She does character voices. Please tell me. <laughs> I wish she she she's dynamic enough and just distills the bullet points and talks about it and then her references and notes are extensive in the show notes. It's worth looking into if you like getting behind the scenes of all the shit that gets passed. So the the most recent was was the CARES Act, and as a prelude to that episode, she recommended listening to a couple of other. Fairly recent ones. Uh, one was on the Federal Reserve, and the other one was on unexpected medical bills that pop up that you don't expect. I never had a broken leg. Because it very much uh, <laughs> t- ties into it. And um, whether it sounds interesting or not, it is really interesting. And, and Congressional Dish is the same. It's it's all under that. Congressional Dish. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, Why the name, by intriguing. the way? Because she, it's it's focused on what Congress is doing, politics, dishing and, on their activities. Y- yes, um, and not just like opinions. Yeah, yes, obviously, given what we've talked about with scripture, tradition, reason, experience. If you apply that to reading bills and talking about them and fleshing them out in a way that's entertaining and also informative, because. You're not li- watching Speedspan. Speedspan. You're not watching the Sleaze Stacks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> timely I try, reference. I try not to watch Speedspan. <laughs> Sleaze. But that's she, taking me way back. She is, and she's reading the bills, and she's talking about it. So, Land of the Lost. I wish I had read more bills or any bill. So that I could do <laughs> nobody reads them. So that I could do a character voice of a bill. And according to I, all, I can remember is Schoolhouse Rock. Dude, dude bills are catas- they're catastrophic in Nancy understanding. Nancy Pelosi once said, "We Skeletor. need to pass it so we can find out. What's so we in can it. find out what's in it." <laughs> and and there, I know there's a quote from a, a Republican saying a similar thing. It, this is a bipartisan bullshit fest that needs to be exposed and. If you're informed, you can better prepare your mental self for um, sanity. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. If anybody uh, actually reads a bill, like the bills are, when you look at them, they're funny. I mean, when you, when you like, this is the uh, Recovery American Cars uh, bill. Uh, yeah, why in there are we paying for uh, building bathrooms in South Africa on the... Uh, Hold on, I got this one. <laughs> 
Section 114, we'll be building bathrooms in Africa for the, for oh. the, for the, for the, for the Cars Act. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll be building up there. Oh, you said the Cars Act? What does car, <laughs> cars stand for? In Africa, that stands for bathroom. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Well, things that make absolutely no sense to the American public, just their regular Joe would be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, welcome to American Bills. I would like to know, though, if the listeners would tweet at Bros Biles Beer. I'm curious what they're consuming right now because I would be open to some uh, some recommendations. Yeah, thank you. That's really great. Because we're effectively all consuming the same exact things right now. <laughs> you know, nothing new. I, I show my kids Bill and I the Science Guy video, and there was always like, there's always like some 14 year old. And Zach, you came across as that 14 year old on Bill and I the Science Guy. Well, I'd really like to know as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. Thank you for saying that. Bill. Well, vo- volcanoes have lava. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Andy, Bill Nye, the science guy, uh, McCraw of Bros Bibles Beer. <laughs> Not a real scientist. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yes, that's right. Bros Bibles Beer, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs> I'm with Andy. Tell, Tell us what you think. I want to. I want to. I would or love to get some content because personal references. If email is your preferred method of uh, transportation for your message, it's Bros Bibles Beer at gmail.com. And Andy's phone number is nine four nine five 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 seven. Hey, hey, everybody! Uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed the show, and please, uh, you know, share share a podcast. Um, I mean, this, this is a real deal. We're uh, we're sharing life, we're sharing brotherhood, and uh, and our faith. And uh, I would lo- say brotherhood. Shut the front door. <laughs> Got down, sat on a bench. I'm sharing my brother. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, girls are allowed to listen to. Grab my brother. Would you grab my brother, I've heard, Zach? I've, I've heard feedback of people saying, uh, "Can I listen? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a girl. Can I listen? <laughs> no girl except one that lives in the hills of West Virginia talks like that. That's horrible. They don't sound like that, but that's where and it comes that's across. Horrible. Anyway, you're the bros. Yeah. You're not the bros. Uh, hey, Scott. It was great to talk with you. Hey, audio sounded great, Scott. So. This is probably the best ever. You met theological scooter for you. Yeah. If only in your own mind. All right, thank you. Scott. <laughs> Scott's talking to himself. He is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Kudroxide. Kudroxide. Testing. One, two. Injection. Three. Injection. (laughs) Shoot me. Shoot in. Shoot it. Disinfectant. Disinfectant. Shoot me now. Clorox wipes. Clorox wipes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. It works. You get all this stuff.